Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report, your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft. Brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect is a fun one. Kingsley Inigbare, defensive lineman, senior from South Carolina, six foot four, two hundred sixty-five-ish pounds. And my guest tonight is a fun one. He's the better half of the Draft Countdown podcast. Brian Bosarge, how you doing tonight, Brian? I'm doing great. Would Shane agree that you're the better half? Or I, I, I can't speak for Shane, but I'd like to think <laughs> I am. <laughs> Well, that's fair enough. All right, we'll say you are for tonight. Real quick, a uh, recruiting profile for Kingsley. He was a four-star athlete, the 269th player in the class of 2018 from Atlanta, Georgia. He was the number 10th ranked defensive end, split defensive end for 27 sports. Had offers from Auburn, East Carolina, Georgia, Georgia State. Ultimately decided to attend South Carolina. And as far as statistically, each year he got a little bit better. Freshman year, he played some. He had 20 tackles, including one sack. Each year got a little bit better. 27, 30, 43 tackles each year. And then sacks also got better. Three and a half, six. Well, he had four and a half this last year. But he also had a fumble recovery, forced fumble, and a couple pass deflections this year. So just a defensive line that kind of got a little bit all over the place. So, Brian, real quick, what we're going to get in the meat and potatoes. What traits and attributes does Inigbari possess that you think will make him successful in the NFL? First thing you see with Kingsley and Ibarri is his hustle. He never gives up on a play. He's ch- he's chasing down the backside, you know, just like it was his given assignment. What I really, really like about Kingsley and Ibarri is when he does get to the tackle and does get around the edge, he can flatten and, and qu- close quickly on the quarterback. There is times where, you know, you see that and, you know, he's maybe he's cleaning up a play. And, you know, a lot of people like to dock guys for that. But I like to say, you know, if you're around the ball, you're going to make plays. And that's to me is one of the the biggest keys with Kingsley and Igbari is, is consistently around the football. Uh, he didn't have the flashy sack numbers at South Carolina like you see some of these guys. But, I mean, he wasn't really asked of it uh, as much. Plus, they uh, in recent years, they've recruited a lot better at that position. So he was rotating in and out. And that may have cut into his numbers this year when you uh, – you know, you place him next to Zach Pickens and uh, Jordan Burtz and some of these other higher-ranked uh, recruits. You know, they kind of sucked into, you know, what was his flash a little bit. But he, like you mentioned coming in, he has consistently gotten better each year. And it, that that's all you can really ask. It's something you, you really like to see. They do have a pretty good off defensive line there. So things that I saw as far as traits was is his strength at the point of attack was is crazy. He's got active hands. He uses him really well to break free. He's forceful with his upper upper half of his body. He's and he's just got a lot of hustle. Like like he said, he's never out of a play. He challenge like I like him. He's inside. I thought he was really really good inside. I'm not sure if he'll have the weight and everything to be as strong inside as we saw at college. I really like how hard he pushed when he came when he comes inside with his hand his hand work and his quickness. Definitely good footwork, you know, a lot of things I like. And then the fact that he's never out of the play. I saw multiple plays where he'd track a guy down from behind. And so there's obviously that's something like, what do you, where do you think he'll fit most in the NFL? Like as far as where he'll play, like along the line? I think, you know, his, his, his best way to get on the field early is going to be probably as a one and two down defensive end. You know, somebody consistently runs a four, three. 
we, we talked off air about the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's the type of scheme that, you know, I think he could be successful in, whereas he's Sam Hubbard on downs one and three. And then when it comes to passing downs, he moves inside and gets over those guards where he can take advantage of them with his length and his quickness. That's something, you know, that he measured in at the senior bowl, 35 inch arms. That's going to 80, almost an 84 inch wingspan. That's going to be a huge benefit for him when he has to kick inside at, at the uh, NFL level. You know, he did whenever in some of the one-on-ones at the senior bowl, he did kind of struggle a little bit uh, on when, when they lined him up inside uh, when he allowed those guards, his bigger guards to get, you know, get into his chest a little bit and he got overpowered a little bit, but like when he went on the outside, it's quickness. He won a lot of reps on the outside. And during the senior bowl game, he was, he was consistently uh, winning there as well, which that was the, you know, a trend for that whole game was a defensive line winning. But uh, I mean, I, I think that's kind of where, you know, I, I would project him as more of a that that standard forty three end. You know, that can kick inside on the uh, in the rabbit package. Great, yeah, I like it. Um, other than that, is there anything? So there's good things that we see. Is there just some things that you like to see him clean up or improve on to make him more successful, or anything that can hold him back? Or, I mean, uh, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. You know, I think you know if he lets those lets those big guys get into his chest a little bit, it kind of knocks him off and kind of takes him out of the play. You know, maybe some, maybe you don't want to call it weight room strength. I don't know what his weight room numbers are. I guess we'll hopefully find that out next week at the combine and see, you know, what is, what is core strength is, but that, that might be something in my opinion that he might need to work on a, a little bit is, is, you know, using the, the disadvantages to his length should say, if he, if he doesn't get that initial punch in and, and let those uh, tackles and guards get into his chest a little bit, that's, that's something I think he needs to work on. Maybe a little bit better hand usage there. Right. Yeah. I noticed that multiple times was he, he gets a little tall, like, like, you know, he plays a little upright and allows the guys to get inside on him. Sometimes like we talked about the fact that he's never out of a play sometimes was not a good thing. Sometimes he would take himself out of the play because he was, you know, working away from the ball so much, you know, he kind of pushed himself outside of the play, which kind of something you can also work on quite a bit. So all right, let's see here. As far as the NFL draft, I like I like using the NFL mock draft database to kind of see where people are taking him. I see he's mostly going in the first round. A lot of people have him going late. Um, Green Bay, uh, the Chiefs, Bills, some weird guy named Shane Hallam took him 16th with the Eagles. So I don't I've never seen him go that early, but you know, Shane must uh he's he must must have been smoking something that day. But um anyways, is there any any of any of those teams you'd really like to see him go for or where he'd fit really well at? I mean, I ideally I think somewhere like uh like uh in Shane's two mock drafts ago, he had him going to the Tennessee <laughs> Titans there the uh, late, late annals of the first round. Um uh, I I'll tell you, you know, it did it doesn't seem like an immediate need, but like let's just hypothetically say at 31 and a lot of and the offensive tackles and offensive guards are off the board because they went a lot earlier. You know, the Bengals, you could see it in the Super Bowl. They weren't getting the outside of Trey Hendrickson. They really couldn't get to the passer. Um, So is an edge needed? Maybe. I mean, you hope Joseph Asai can come back uh, to form next year and give you that. But, you know, if not, maybe, maybe somebody like Inigbari there. I think his, ideally, I think he's, his ceiling's probably going to be in that late area to 20, the 26 to 32 range in the first round. More than likely, I think some he's going to get pushed down the board a little bit, probably into the early 40s. I think is probably where he's going to end up landing, where he'll be just a great value for uh, 
whichever team, you know, gets him in that spot. Right. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of teams you would fit with. I mean, pretty much anybody could use that skill set these days. But I, I would, if we can't get a, an offensive lineman, I, I mean, I think we should take any offensive lineman that we could get at 31. I, I would be okay with Anigbari. I think he's obviously, that's another area we always need. You can always use trenches help. So, and I know before the podcast, we talked about not, um, you hadn't played a whole lot of fantasy, but I like to kind of, let people know where, where I would see him. If you're in an IDP rookie draft, Enigbari is probably a guy who's I wouldn't even touch until probably the fourth round. I mean, he's going to get some tackles, but he's not going to be a guy, a lineman that rakes in, you know, 60, 70 tackles and, you know, or, you know, 40 tackles and 10 sacks. You know, he's probably going to be one of those guys that's pretty safely around 30 or 40 tackles with, you know, five five to eight sacks at the most. So he's a guy that in, in rookie drafts I'm not really targeting until quite a bit later. So I don't know if you agree that's probably where he'll land statistically projection wise, Brian. I don't, I don't do I only played it I only played in an IDP league once and that was like seven years ago. So but <laughs> what I do remember of that league, that sounds about right. Cause he's not going to be the guy that's going to rack up, you know, the, the the big sack numbers. He's not going to have 14, 15 sacks a season in the NFL, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to put up the linebacker numbers that, you know, that you're going to see. He's not that guy. Although it wouldn't surprise me if some teams tried to stand him up as a sandbacker. I think it wouldn't be the wisest idea, but, you know, some of these radical coaches might get that in their head that he can do it. But, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think he's going to be a high uh, IDP rookie draft right. uh, selection. Yeah, I can't see him standing up. That's, that's another area I, I noticed was not a weakness, but he's not his strength is they, he doesn't have that burst. You know, they that. tried it at the senior bowl practices uh, with him and a few others. It was the first day, wow. and they they tried it. And it it didn't it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Brian. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and your work that you're working on these days? You can find me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft, and you can follow all of my work at draftcountdown.com. Thank you very much, Brian. Definitely check those guys out over there. They do some great work. Um, even though Shane did this, well, Shane did that really awesome article about quarterbacks and Nintendos the other day. That was one of the greatest things I've ever read. I mean, I it may be me back. the peak. Of, it may be the peak <laughs> of the site if we're going to be honest. <laughs> I, I disagree. You guys do some pretty good, some deep mock drafts that, and players that I've never, you know, that I haven't even looked at. So I think it's pretty cool that you guys have that knowledge to go seven rounds deep on even 2023. Haven't has haven't you guys already done a 2023 seven rounder? Or, Make or no mistake about couple? it. That is all Shane. Okay, <laughs> that's all Shane. <laughs> if it goes beyond one or two rounds, it's Shane. <laughs> I can take credit for it, Brian. Come on. <laughs> All right. Definitely check those guys out at Draft Countdown and the Draft Countdown pod as well. So you can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ, this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT, my work at Campus to Canton and the Dynasty Nerds. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.